This is the word of the Lord. As Joseph considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relationships with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus, which is the same as Yeshua. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Thank you, Kathy. I have been sharing with you guys a series for the last, what, three weeks? And we have, this is the third. And we have two more. Two more. And then I'm gone. No. Yeah. Home. <laughs> uh, but, but we've been talking about what child is this? That's why we, we, we began the, the service this morning with the whole song, What Child Is This? We have been asking the question, what child is this? And we have realized that this child has come with some very odd ways of being and some very awesome ways of being. So what child is this? Child of odd and awe. In the first week, we were discussing the idea, what child is this child of an awesome and amazing peace? And we discovered that the peace of God is really the peace of God, not the peace that we can make ourselves, not the kind of peace that we can purchase, not the kind of peace that we can fabricate with a little candle of water, sound, and wind. We got to really hang out with God to experience the peace that belongs to God, that God in God's own grace has gifted it to us through Christ Jesus. Actually, I began saying earlier that about the Advent wreath. Uh, it began when people didn't have watches. There were no clocks. There were no watches. There were no real calendars. People actually knew what time of day it was if they lived close enough to a church or they could hear the bells or to a monastery, literally. Otherwise, they live by sun, moon up, sun down, sun up, moon up, moon down, and the different seasons. One of the reasons why we also have the Advent Wreath is because there was a lot of war in that early, early Middle Ages. And the Christian church of that era met with the warlords and said, listen, we got to leave our people live. They got to plant and they got to crop. They got to harvest. So as you see, we have those 40, 50 days right before Christmas where people could harvest during the week. And as they gathered to worship every Sunday, they saw one of the candles lit, and they knew that Christmas was coming up. One more Sunday, two more Sundays. By this time, they knew the next gathering is going to be Christmas. And they looked forward for that. So that's why the tradition is old, it's ancient. And we like it. And, and we practice it with the meaning that it reminds us of four gifts that Christ brings to us. 
is peace, God's peace, God's love, as we heard in the second week. And we found out that this love of God is not the love uh, th that is ours, which is limited and selfish and, 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 and one way oriented towards me. And we also found out that this love has an amazing depth, an amazing height, that we can't even measure it, but it's poured in our hearts. And like today, that Sunday that we were talking about love, it was raining, and we made the metaphor that God's love is like water. No matter how thick and how hard your heart is, that water's going to find a little crack, and it's going to sip in and touch your soul. We also discovered last week that the joy of the Lord, God brings joy to our lives. Not only the joy that we have in our own lives that we confuse with happiness and gladness, which is kind of, uh, again, very self-centered and, and kind of uh, uh, me, myself, and I kind of happiness. Can you identify with that? Or is it just me? Thank you. No, okay. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> Those are problems with that one. But that joy, we found out that it's the joy of the Lord. Again, it's the joy of the Lord, not our kind of joy. And what we discovered, then we asked ourselves a question, what makes the Lord joyful? Because if we are to be in the joy of the Lord, and if we are to rejoice in the Lord, we better figure out what makes the Lord joyful. And, and we wrote tags that are on our prayer tree. And some tags say, the Lord is joyful when we love one another. The Lord is joyful when we pray for one another. The Lord is joyful when we look and listen and are and be and hang out with one another. The Lord rejoices. So, that is the joy of the Lord. So, we then rejoice when we are in the mission of the Lord, right? No, we didn't get it. We then rejoice when we are in the way of the Lord, right? I need more. The weather's not helping. I need more. You're not from the Caribbean. I need that sun. Not helping. So we need, so, so we, we really are joyful when we're in the ways and doing the things that the Lord wants us to do, right? A little bit good. Okay. I'll give you a pass. Today, we want to talk about the fourth candle that was lit that represents hope. But hope, I don't want, to, I don't want hope to, to, to be confused with wishing or merely desiring. I hope tomorrow the sun comes up. Oh, it will, but it's not going to work as well as it does that further south. You know, that's when I first was in winter, I would see the sun bright, not a, not a, a, a cloud in the sky. And some of my Caribbean and, and Central African uh, friends will identify with this. But it didn't warm. So it wasn't working. And that's when I understood the phrase, a God-forsaken place. <laughs> God abandoned it. The sun doesn't shine. It shines, but it doesn't warm. What's wrong with it? So, so God's goodness, God's love, God's peace, God's joy is given to us. Interestingly enough, as I was saying, hope, it doesn't say the hope of the Lord. It doesn't say nowhere. I, I didn't find it. And, and there are several words that are used for hope in the Old and New Testament. Some of them are translated, and we'll see in, in our text that are translated in waiting for the Lord and trusting in the Lord is also hope. 
looking for, that promise is also hope. Those are the three concepts that we will study this morning uh, very briefly. But hope is not of the Lord. The hope is planted in us. Oh, it is one of the gifts of the Spirit. But it's not the hope of the Lord. So whose hope is it? Again, it is not the desire for something. Hope is not wishing something. Hope is not desiring that something will happen. Hope is not just that. Hope has to do with waiting for, looking for, and trusting in. That's the biblical kind of hope. So, hope is not wishing, desiring, or wanting, craving, or coveting. Oh, I had those nice two words back there. Craving or coveting. It's not just your wish list or your bucket list. It is not even your quiet, painful longings. That's not hope. Biblical hope has to do with spirituality. It goes beyond the sense that we can control. Again, like love, like joy, and hope. Things that we just cannot control and make out of ourselves. Hope is the trusting in, the waiting on, and the looking for the certainty of God's promises. God has promised some things to God's people, beginning with the covenant. And I will be your God, and you will be my... Let's say it again. And, I, and the Lord will be our God... And you will be His people. We are the sheep of His pasture, how He says in a beautiful metaphor. We are His children. We are God's beloved, agapitos, like John calls it in the old language, little beloved ones. You see, trust has to do with relying in the goodness of God. I don't know what kind of God you know. You may have an ATM God that you only deal with God when you need it. Or you may have a credit card God that you're just taking on, you know, and hoping you can pay up. Or maybe you just have a God who's a pharmacist. And whenever you have a, a, a headache, you remember God of them. Oh, Lord, it's headache. But God is God. met somebody this week who, who, who told me, well, I tried church and I tried God. And I shriveled because, God, do you try God? Do we go to Kohl's and try it on for a couple of weeks to see if it feels comfortable? I don't remove the tag. Oh, no, I know somebody who did that. <laughs> did. <laughs> They don't remove the tag because they're going to return it after the party, in case you didn't know. <laughs> but is that what is it about? Listen to what the Scripture says. Listen to how amazing people who experience, like you and I, are experiencing God in their lives. No different. These people who wrote way back then, they were experiencing God like you and I experience God on a daily basis. Our trust is in you alone, O God, said Jeremiah. Trust in the Lord, the only and most wonderful hope of Israel, said the psalmist. He continues saying, O Lord, you alone are my hope 
Listen to the wedding of the word. I have trusted you. Trust and hope. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. So hope is not something that we wish would happen, but hope is the trusting that something is going to happen. Not because we believe it on our own, but because it comes from God's own goodness. So hope is trusting in the goodness of God. Early this morning, we, we, we prayed that God was no longer angry with us. Do you really believe that God is no longer angry with you? Do you really believe that? you got to think about that one. And if you really accept that amazing theological and biblical truth through Jesus Christ, God is no longer angry with us, with you individually, how are you responding to that amazing grace? So, hope is about trusting in God, but it's also about waiting on the Lord. Twenty-seven times in the Old Testament is the word that's usually translated hope. is translated wait on the Lord. For I will wait upon the Lord, for He is to be trusted, for my hope is placed on the Lord in the Scripture that we read, uh, uh, Joseph was uh, reconsidering. You know what Joseph was reconsidering? Let me tell you what was happening. It ain't nice. Joseph was reconsidering because he had to make a choice. His choice was to blame Mary for getting pregnant off wedlock, implying she was unfaithful, before the religious courts, and him coming out clean and scot for the next marriage. I like that. Why not? It's all about me. Oh, no class. His other consideration was, and I think it came in a very peculiar way, because actually the angel of the Lord, as Kathy read, kind of showed up and, and gave you an option. <laughs> you got option A. You probably have a B, but let me give you the option. <laughs> and you will call his, your child Jesus, Yeshua, Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, now he had to reconsider. It's not about me. It's about something bigger, greater. And beyond me, myself, and I, it's about God's goodness. It's about God's promises being fulfilled. It's about God's Messiah coming into my family. I am now in charge of that situation. That, that, that's the other side of the coin. <laughs> but the joy, the amazement, the oddity of it all, huh? Mary also, uh, it was about risking it all. She had to risk her family. She had to risk her reputation. She had to risk her marriage. But she was told what was about to happen. And Joseph was also told what was about to happen. So they decided to hope and wait on the Lord. And I think the Lord provided some resources for them to wait, like gold, mirror, which was more expensive than gold, and incense. So, hope is about trusting in God. Hope is also about 
waiting upon the Lord. Psalm 42 has a beautiful phrase that is the chorus of the song, is the refrain of the song. And it talks about, why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Another translation says, why do you, my soul, get so depressed? Wait upon the Lord, for I am to yet praise Him. ¿Por qué te abates, oh alma mía, y te turbas dentro de mí? Espera en Jehová, because I am yet to praise Him. So it's about waiting on the Lord, not to see if God is going to be good or bad. We're not waiting with a coin toss to see what's going to happen. We're waiting on God's goodness to come and visit us. Is that what you're waiting for? Is that what you're expecting? Because the psalmist brings it home with that one. He's going to have hope. So hope has to do with odd and awesome radical trusting in God, expecting, waiting on the Lord. And lastly, it has to do about looking for. Looking for and looking forward. Looking for the excitement contained in, in, in the whole story that we read. There is tension, there is stress, there is fear, but there is this undercurrent excitement that tra has transferred for centuries to every generation. And we see the story with this risk, with this oddity. Why having to move to an uncomfortable place and having a baby in a stall when I have my home and my family somewhere else? That's odd. Why have a star do the weirdest things that no one can explain yet? And we don't know, but the star did some weird stuff. Kind of odd. But yet, hope looks for the happening of God's reality in our lives. That's what Mary and Joseph realized. Hope looks for the eternal future not ending at the grave. Hope looks for an inheritance here and forever. And hope encourages and increases your faith. Did you know that? Because as you trust in the Lord, as you begin to wait upon the reality, the incarnation of God's promises, and as we look forward for the opportunity. You know, when I meet people at the store, when I went to pick up the pizza boxes for, for the cookies, I, I, the manager kind of said, yeah, yeah, go ahead, leave. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you why we're doing these cookies. And there were people there waiting, and the workers were busy. But the other ones were listening to my story. You see, because I'm excited about what you guys are doing today and, to, and Tuesday at the community meal. And, and on, on, so I got to tell. I, I, if I go to Kennesaw Mountain, nobody will hear me. Like the song says, go tell in the mountain, yeah. But I'm going to tell the mountain where there's some people in there, where there's some folk in there. Yeah. And, and, and tell them, and we're going to make cookies for the community helpers. Who are community helpers? You don't go to kindergarten? Community helpers. Hope. When I was there, I could see the Lord speaking and shining the light on people. Do you see the hope that we have as you, a powerful, spirit-filled member of the church of Christ, can carry out there and communicate out there? That's the hope.